You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Hi, I'm Fred Ottman. You may know me as Tugboat, Typhoon, or the Shockmaster. I want to say you're listening to the Neverland podcast. <laughs> another world, another time, in the age of wonder. There was once a dream. You could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Or shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm gonna have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some of that there pixie dust around. Grab your happiest thought. Grab that happy thought by the the somethings. Whatever a happy thought has, grab it by that. <laughs> by the tail. <laughs> okay. This. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> but I always. Why do I always say grab that happiest thought? Phil, can you tell me why I say grab that happiest thought? By the fistful. There you, yeah, by the fistful, because you can't grab thought, can you? Well, I guess so. You can place it right in the midst of the, of the brain. Sure, but maybe I should be saying think your happiest thought, but I've always said grab, and I never seem to correct myself. Well, now's the time. Now's the time, but every time I try to correct it, it doesn't stick. That's okay. That's but, of course, I am your head lost boy, Jeremy. You can call me Spider-Pan, everybody does, because every lost boy or... Pixie has a nickname, and if you go to our website, NeverlandPodcast.com, and go to the Neverlanders page, you can choose a nickname for yourself. And of course, you ladies are Pixies, because as the book says, girls are too clever and they don't get lost. But all us boys are lost, and we have to have a nickname. Make it a good nickname. We'll send it to you. We'll we'll announce you here on the show, even. But I'm actually here with Lost Boy Kryptonian, Philip. Hello. Howdy doody. (laughs) That's <laughs> howdy doody time, but that's a totally different show. Absolutely. Uh, Lost Boy Eric is feeling a little bit under the weather, so we're giving him a break this week. Uh, but we've got uh, a, a pretty big show. We're going to go a little outside Disney today. Oh, boy. I know. <laughs> uh, and some people freak out when I do this. But this, I mean, part of the show is about reliving our childhood and stuff we enjoyed in our childhood. There is a... Which a, a lot of Disney. There is a Disney connection. There is a Disney connection, yes. I'll get so, to that in a moment. We'll get to it, yeah. <laughs> but uh, something that was big to me when I was a kid, and maybe it helped form who I am, uh, was the WWF at the time in yeah. the 80s. And Mean Gene Okerlund passed away at the age of 76 mm. on Wednesday. And so we're going to do a tribute for him. Yeah. I also want to go and throw a mention out to Super Dave Osborne. Yes. I forgot his real name. is like Bob uh, well, something. Well, I can't remember. He'll always be Super Dave to me. I yes. remember. I don't even remember what shows it was I would see him. On. He was on HBO a lot of times. Yeah, the HBO ones you can tell when you find those clips on YouTube because he was allowed to swear. Yes. But he was like a walking cartoon character, yes. and they, then they eventually they did make a cartoon of yes, him. Yes, they did. But the cartoon wasn't as much fun as his real life he stupid would, stunts that he, he would, would do. He would show up a lot of times on the late nights with, with uh, Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson had, yes. He, he would do stuff a lot of times with David Letterman. Yeah. He would show up a lot. He just showed up I think everywhere. even on like That's Incredible, he would, I think, pop yeah, up. He showed up all over the place. And it was ba- he's basically a pair of Evil Knievel, but he didn't yep. act like he was being a parody. But no. his stunts, I, I found one on YouTube this week that was funny. Uh, it, it, I can't play the audio because it was an HBO one and he was allowed to swear. But he was getting into a car and he was acting like he was doing this great stunt. He was going to do this thing in the car and he's talking to this guy. Yes, and yeah, the car's running fine. I'm really confident about this stunt. And then as he gets into the car, they cut away and this is where he's no longer actually really in the car but he's pretending he is. And this thing comes down and the junkyard thing grabs the car and drops the car in a car crusher and crushes it and the whole time he's like, I'm, I'm okay. I think the steering wheel has been shoved into my chest. I'm having a little trouble moving my shoulder. But as it does the final crush, he did swear. And it's like, oh, blank, you know, and it was pretty funny. But then they, it's funny because the cube is then picked up and dropped over by the announcer. And he's, uh, I could use a little help getting out of this. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit of discomfort. Yeah. You know, so he would, his stunts would be to do these incredibly stupid things that were fatal. But it was, it was like a cartoon thing and you just loved him for yeah. it. It was funny. He was great. He was like Wiley e. Coyote, the human He being. was. Yeah. 
So he would do these stunts. He, he wouldn't actually ever do the stunt, obviously, because he'd get killed. I even saw one where he was trying to put himself into a giant yo-yo, had a big hand that was going to go up and down. I shared this on Facebook. And the yo-yo thing broke free. And, of course, at this point, it's a mannequin or a dummy inside the yo-yo because you can see him spinning. But it actually broke loose and rolled down and went off a cliff. And it's funny because they had Robbie Knievel with him, and they were yep. talking about Robbie Knievel had actually made the jump that, that Evil Knievel, his father, couldn't do. Yep. But Evil Knievel only jumped on a full-size Harley. Robbie Knievel had done it on like a dirt bike so it was lighter so he couldn't make the jump yeah. over this fountain. But So the announcer starts talking to Robbie Knievel. Well, what's going to be your next stunt? And Super Dave, you hear from, from the bottom of the clip going, uh, Guys, I think I broke my neck. Guys, <laughs> is somebody going to come help me? Yeah. Guys. And yeah. after all that was done with Super Dave, he continued to act. <laughs> he, yeah, he would show up on he had all a great sorts deep of voice yeah. anyways. So. Oh, his voice was amazing. Yeah. He could just not do anything. I mean, he would show up on cartoons, doing yep. voices, he would show up on TV shows and he was he's always showing up doing stuff, always. Yep. So we're going to miss oh, of course, you know, he hasn't done anything in a long time, so I can't when I say we're going to miss you Super Dave, it's like, well, he's been missing oh, for no, decades. Not, no, he hasn't. Really. He showed up on uh, oh um uh I can't think of the name of it right now, the show I watch quite often on uh, Netflix and other shows. He shows up, and even if it's just side character, but yeah. he still shows up quite often. And well, uh, cool. he, even if it's just a side character, but he can also be scary. By the way, he can be really? rather spooky. Yeah, he he still shows up. In fact, uh, him and Larry David do shows and stuff together. So, yeah, he, he shows <laughs> that up. Seems and, to fit. Yeah. Oh yeah, they got the sense of humor, you know. But yeah. But yeah, he still. I like to up. do stuff that almost reality based. He just doesn't do the Super Dave character, but yeah. Yeah, he shows up and does other things. So yeah, he will be missed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was 76 years old also, as well as Mean Gene being at 76. Yeah. We're going to talk all about Mean Gene later, but first, I got some news to get to. Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Alright, now I have something exciting. I have Star Wars news. Yay! <laughs> exactly. And not just any Star Wars news. What's that? I have Star Wars Galaxy's Edge news. Alright. Yes, indeedy. Now, I did not know that such a thing existed, because I uh, no cast member has ever, t- ever told me this, but they have their own cast member magazine. Really? Called Disneyland Line Resort. Really? Now, I don't know if they have a separate magazine for Disneyland and Walt Disney World. I'm guessing maybe they do, or maybe it's the same thing, but this is Disneyland Line. But it's And, and I know they had like a newspaper that they used to distribute amongst the cast members. Uh, I've, I've gotten to meet, uh, I can't remember which, I think might have been Tom Nabby was the one who actually delivered those. He was the original Tom Sawyer. Oh, really? Tom Sawyer's cool. Island. I think he actually delivered the newspapers that they would go to the cast members. So I guess it makes sense that this exists. But there, I don't know how this got leaked out, but there are photos, and there's a really cool photo of a couple of cast members working inside the Millennium Falcon cockpit, which is really cool. Um, and even, you know, well, some of these photos we've kind of seen this, these areas before uh, where you've got, you know, the little uh, chessboard type of thing. Oh, I don't yes. know what you call it. But also, we get a look at the ride vehicle for Rise of the Resistance. Oh, that's cool. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, it, and it looks like it holds about eight eight uh, guests. You've got this little black kind of imperial looking style droid sitting in the front of it. Yes. And so you're going to ride behind it. Uh, so we got a little bit of a look yes. at some of the attractions. But we also learned this week, Bob Iger says that he hopes to have this open in Disneyland now in June. We were expecting Woo. late summer, but he says June. And I must say, looking at the picture that I was just shown, that uh, little, whatever you want to call it that you're writing, it looks very similar to an old toy that I once had. Uh, not exactly, but very close to the toy that came out. Uh, at the time of uh, Empire Strikes Back, now that that was never in the movie, but they used to come out, uh, Kenner used to come out with toys at that time just to sell, just to sell and make money. You know? Yeah. But it was somewhat similar to that, even though the sit- seating at the time was on the side of the toy, this is not. It does look very similar the way it's built, so that's yeah. really cool. And everybody on the Falcon there is going to have a job to do. Woohoo! All right. So now here's the thing: we got a little bit of details about what we we're expecting. So, Smuggler's Run on the Millennium Falcon, you're actually going to have the story of Hondo Onaka. 
Now, people who've paid it and watched The Clone Wars and watched Rebels will be familiar with Hondo Anaka, voiced by Jim Cummings. So you are definitely doing something involving him. He cut a deal with Chewbacca to use the Falcon. And you are serving as, of course, you know, if you're going to do that sound, you got to do it up here. Phil's trying to make sounds for you all, but if he holds it way out there, it's just going to sound awful. So uh, you can teach them, but it takes time. But anyways, so sometimes... You just got to move along. But anyway, so he's, he's trying to add to the show. But anyway, so you, you're going to actually get to see the results of your action. So, but that's the story, and it's going to actually apparently be different for every visit. After the ride, a visitor might stop at Ogus for a drink and be told something like, the boss isn't happy about how you brought the ship back. And this becomes a story-building thing around you because of, with your RFID bracelets and everything, they know how you performed on the ride, oh, which cool. we knew about that. But now also, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, we now got a little bit. There's a rundown of some of the rooms that you're going to see. Uh, and basically, you might, it says, might be captured at one point and ordered along by the enemy before you make your escape aboard a trackless troop transport, which that's what that photo was. So it's a trackless ride. Oh, cool. Which I guess gives you some variety of maybe something you do in the process of the ride. They might be able to send you off in different things, and soon perhaps your interactions going around Galaxy's Edge might be different so, based upon how you did things on the attraction. So if it's trackless... Does that mean the little transport itself is is programmed yes. itself? Oh, okay. Yes. Right. This is the, this is you guys haven't gotten to hear about trackless rides I get, have you? No, I'm not. It's they they started using some even in uh, I want to I think it's in uh, in um, Tokyo. Tokyo, yeah. Where else they did this the Mystic Mountain, which is because in uh, like in Japan and China, they you know they they their ancestors are not scary ghosts to them. No, yeah, so they no, can't no. do a haunted mansion because they yeah, respect their ancestors. So they did this thing called Mystic Manor. Yeah. Where you have that. and that it has actually a trackless ride system and so you can have multiple things and they move around actually independently and this is kind of a new technology it's been going on for about you know, maybe five years now That's a lot cool. of different places are using it so but this isn't trackless technology but how it's saying that you may be captured at one point makes me wonder if the way you behave on the ride or because if maybe it's interactive in some fashion you might go off different paths so the attraction could be different every time or or maybe there's every so many like maybe every five to ten maybe you get captured but i think it's going to be more based on what you do because the the entire area you are treated the way you have behaved on an attraction you are treated different if you are successful at the millennium falcon you will be revered if you do something great for the resistance, you will be revered. But if you're a complete failure at things, people there may even be a bounty hunter looking for you if you fail on the Millennium Falcon ride. That Weird, heard. that's awesome. You are completely immersed in the world that's in Galaxy's true. Edge. That's true, that'll be fun. And you even have this cantina. Now, I did see a little bit more about some of the shops and the retail and the cantina. I found out a little bit of extra weird stuff. Oh, let me hear. So... They're going to have an animatronic character there to barter with you. Oh. You can negotiate price, and some, a cast member will be kind of at, at the reins, but can accept your price, and you might even be able to trade, like, you know, heck, maybe you've got some pins or something you've got. You might be able to trade pins or trade something you have to get something that it has, and it might be exclusive items. And the weird thing is, cool. the merchandise isn't going to be standard theme park merchandise. You're going to find maybe characters... You know, like maybe you could find a Chewbacca doll, but Woo-hoo. it's not it's not gonna look like Chewbacca. They're going to base this off some of the original artwork by um I forgot the oh, guy's I name. Can't name either. Oh god but Ralph McQuarrie. They're gonna out. base it off of that because the idea in this world, you're in the resistance time period. All these characters are legends, and so they're supposed to be like, well, this is what we think Luke Skywalker looked like. Oh. So it won't look like Mark Hamill, but it'll be, oh, but this is a Luke the, Skywalker the, the, doll the, uh, that we're selling. The George Lucas-based. Yeah. Yeah, it, awesome. it, it will look different because it'll be the legendary Luke Skywalker, but not a Mark Hamill Luke Skywalker. So it's not theme park merchandise. It is in-world merchandise where they revere these people. Awesome. Very cool. Very, very clever. Yeah. Now, another thing that I was reading up on, and the same thing... You can buy blue milk from a Bantha farmer. Oh, that's so here's cool. we know where blue milk comes from. It comes from Banthas. It's confirmed. Oh, there you go. So if you want that green milk, I guess you got to go milk a sea cow somewhere. But <laughs> but blue milk comes from Banthas. It's confirmed. So you find a Bantha farmer, you can have 
Blue milk. Oh, but the poodoo. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want the poodoo. You want the blue milk. That's right. That's right. So uh, lots of crazy, crazy fun stuff. I want to make sure I've picked up on everything that had something to do with Star Wars uh, uh, before I move on. Yes. yes. I've uh, heard this. Carrie Fisher has said that there were some good things coming from Episode Nine, apparently. Or at least her family, I guess, was saying yes, it. Yes, They're happy with what they're doing with Leia in Episode Ma- Nine. I, and I don't, I don't know what it is exactly they're doing. But whatever they're doing, the Carrie Fisher family and fans and everything, apparently they're all so far saying, hey, that's great. So All I read, and this is just recently, and so don't take this, take this with a bucket of salt, not just a grain. <laughs> but for what I was reading uh, just yesterday, they said that there was enough uh, work of Carrie Fisher, enough stuff on the films that they've made of her, that they have enough to do things with her that will let her mm-hmm. be remembered as if it was uh, been as done for this film. Was there. Yep, yep, Which yep. I think is wonderful. That's what I've been Because I know originally with the other ones, the other director was going to do it, they were not going to use her at all from what I saw or heard and read. Mm. And I'm thinking this is... This is more appropriate. Yeah, J.J. Abrams probably has all kinds of footage even from doing the first film. Yeah, because because why why just write her off like into the sunset with with nothing? If you can bring her in, you know we're all gonna cry when we see her. Like, oh, she should be remembered. Yeah, and the way I was in there now. now I also so know cool. Mark Hamill's in this. Yeah, uh, and and the way probably I would like ghost, it, course, I guess. Yeah, as I was gonna say, I want to see the 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 ghost of uh, Han if they could, because to me. He wouldn't know how to bring himself back no, to the force, but, though. No, but Mark, if he's gone, I say Mark, Luke, if he's gone, could maybe help him. All the way I see it, I would like to see the three like main see it, guys. Yeah. Because you know Chewbacca's around. Be nice, you know C-3PO's around. R2, I would like to see the main crew. Yeah. Shoot, I like to see Obi-Wan. I mean, because you got uh, Get Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor or something. Well, except for we've, we've established that Obi-Wan appears as old man Obi-Wan. Yeah, but you could do that with, with, with you know, you CGI could probably, and, and, other, and makeup and all. Well, you'd have to pay some rights to, uh, if you're going to use an Alec, Magus, uh, Alec Guinness image, you have to pay to his family the rights yeah. for his image. But maybe you could get Ewan McGregor with enough makeup and it would be passable. It'd be close enough, yeah. So that you, you might be able to get that to work. And it would be nice, though, to get an actual image of Alec Guinness somehow or another and computerize that, because he's going to be a see-through ghost anyway. Maybe they can do that. And, it would be nice, but you'd have to, to pay the Guinness family. you couldn't even get... Somewhat, and I personally like the older Darth, you know, the older Anakin. But yeah. who's to say you couldn't get what's his head? Uh, <laughs> Hayden Christensen makes an appearance yeah, as, a, as, know, a, as an Anakin because that to talk be, to Kylo Ren. That'd and be like, awesome. Hey, I was wrong to see them all together. This, 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 I'm just talking about myself. This for, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see all the folks together at the end happy. That's all. I'm a happy-go-lucky guy. <laughs> well, uh, here's something else that's interesting. So Disney and or 21CF will issue a press release announcing the completion of the merger when they are completed. You can obtain this information at SEC's website, blah, 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 ACU.gov. This is basically some some uh, letters, documents, or something that have come out and about for the shareholders. But it kind of indicates that the Walt Disney merger or acquisition of 21st Century Fox, basically the film half of 20th, 20th Century, yeah. should be completed actually very, very soon. It takes time with a merger of company to kind of work out some of the fine details and get everything working yeah. right. But it seems like we might be done and getting this taken care of pretty quick, which I still hope the first thing they do, because they will have all rights to the original Star Wars trilogy, yes. they can release the original movies on Blu-ray digital. Yes. Please do so. I'll I, I tell you another thing I'm looking forward to seeing. It bothers me, and this is just me being a geek again, but I've seen that the scroll are coming with the some of the new Marvel movies. Yes. Me being a Fantastic Four, me being a Fantastic Four nut like I am, the Squirrel are Fantastic Four villains. That's where they start. Yeah. I say bring the Fantastic Four a good, a real rendition, a good version of Fantastic Four. Bring him into this, please. Yes, a good Fantastic Four Fantastic film. Fantastic Four villain in the original Guardians. Third time's a charm, right? Third time's a charm, but do it right. Now, don't do get me wrong. Right. I actually liked some of their the, those first two. Those movies. first two were okay. Well, they were okay. They were passable, but not great. They were not great. And I'm not even going to see that other one. That just sounded no, terrible. No, I won't see it. I because just... the one little I saw of it was, ugh. Oh, it's terrible. But, but that being said, you can do it. If you can do it, you can do it. 
Yeah. You can do Guardians of the Galaxy, and you can, you can make a fantastic, fantastic yeah. four movie. That's it. <laughs> See what I did there? Hey, that's what got Stan Lee going. Yeah. It, it is. That's right. People that's talk right. about all the two goofy. Listen, if it weren't for Fantastic Four, you wouldn't have Spider-Man. Right. You wouldn't have Avengers. You wouldn't even have Stan Lee be what he became. Yeah. He'd have been just the guy who has, had written a few stories. And who retired at the yeah. age of 42, I think it was. Mine. Something like that, because he was about to retire, yeah. and his wife was telling him, you write the story that you want to write. Yeah. Because you got nothing so, to lose now. All right. Yeah, so I say let's give them a chance. They deserve oh, yes, that. yes, yes, yes. We deserve that. And let me go ahead and squash the rumors. People are trying to start a rumor that you're going to see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in no. Avengers Endgame. No, you are not. Okay? That has been confirmed. That is a lie. Somebody's trying to get attention, apparently. Yeah, he said about that, too. Yeah. But Ed Moriarty, who's the Disney Springs pioneer and uh, Ron John president, has just passed away at 77. Aww. Uh, so I'm not familiar with his name, but he had a long career. He did the Ron John Surf Shop. And also, I mean, I guess, you know, pioneer oh, of the that. Disney Springs. Of course, Disney Springs is what used to be downtown Disney over in yes. Walt Disney World. And I guess maybe this was his baby from the, what they're talking about. Yes, I've heard. Uh, but, you know, that's, I, I have not, he, he actually retired at 45, but after 20 years on the job. But I guess he's had an impact that has been lasting and it was a big push to the, uh, yeah, there's a whole lot of details on a, on a page on the Orlando Sentinel, uh, but I'm not going to get too deep into it. But uh, he did a lot of great work, apparently, and passed away. But something else that is kicking off on Monday. So by the time you're hearing this... Now, this is kind of weird because it's happening now. I would have expected this to be November. But a whole lot of new Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse celebration and, and stuff, basically, they're telling you to get your ears on. Starting here in January, and this is the 90-year celebration. And I like that it's not just Mickey, it's Minnie as well. Because well, she's just as old. Right. <laughs> you don't tell Minnie that oh, she's whoa, old whoa, now. Whoa, whoa. Careful, careful. Yeah, I love you, Minnie. I'm sorry. Minnie's not old. She's just 90 she's just, years young. She's revered. She's <laughs> revered for 90 years. Oh, actually, I guess January 18th. Well, there is some stuff that's supposed to I saw it was starting Monday. I forgot what it is. But January 18th is Mickey's Mix Magic. And that's going to be at Disneyland Park. New High Energy Projection Show. Uh, this is going to be a DJ Mickey who's going to be spinning a song called It's a Good Time. A lot of fun stuff. There's going to go sky high with all kinds of projections. There's some concept art actually on the Disney blog. That is really, really cool. And then from January 22nd through February 18th, there's going to be uh, a, a new Mickey Mouse flower portrait out there in front that's going to be specific for uh, you know this big celebration. Uh, they're also going to have some churros that have these little Mickey Mouse different colored sprinkles. This is really cool. And even yes. there's like a sauce or something uh, to dip it in that has like these two little, must be candy, like little Mickey Mouse buttons and it's yeah. a red sauce. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of great specialty foods and things going on. I thought there was something supposed to start on Monday though. But I'm seeing stuff beginning in January 18th, so I guess it might be a couple weeks away. But if you happen to be down in the parks and there's something cool going on, keep an eye out. Uh, this mainly is talking about Disneyland, but I believe there will be some stuff at Walt Disney World as well. This particular article seems to be talking specifically about Disneyland, but maybe that's why I was thinking about Walt Disney World. Is maybe there's something I saw starting Monday there. But they're starting the, the full-on celebration for Mickey and Minnie in the parks here in January, which they should have been doing since November, just, but that's I okay. I just thought of someone else who needs to be revered as well. Who has gotten skipped? Pete. Uh, Pete on the on the villa side. He has side. been around even longer. Yeah, well, he look actually at this. he was actually running around a little bit with uh, with Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. See, I don't know that he was named, but it was the same character. He, he is in at least one or See, two. Mr. Lucky Rabbit. Pete. Look yes, him. he's been around for a while, and I'm I'm thankful that Walt managed to keep that character. And somehow he gets skipped. Yeah. He gets get, no wonder he hates Mickey and all the rest. <laughs> he gets ignored. Poor but cat. we love Pete. You oh, know? we love it. And he's Mainly because of Jim Cummings. You know, and, and he's he somewhat of love a good guy. Uh, he, he becomes somewhat of a good guy in the new Mickey show. He's a, he's a, I haven't watched this. He's a, somewhat of an irritating good Well, I say good guy. He's the neighbor who you can't help but love and dislike and like all at the same time. You know? He's the lovable jerk. Yeah, he is. He is. He's the lovable jerk. He really is. Now, here's something that's... This is just a weird thing that I found. But, okay, this is what's happening on Monday. Maybe this is where I got confused. But Monday, January 7th, and running until this spring, Sleeping Beauty Castle is going to be having some internal refurbishments and some repairs to the roof. Apparently, the big... Uh, what was it? Like, was it a 60-year celebration? Mm. Wow. But the big celebration yeah. did some damage to the roof. Oh, my goodness. And they're finally going to get a chance to repair it. And it's going to take a few months. But they're fixing it up starting tomorrow. Maybe that's yeah the diamond celebration from May of 2015 and through the fall of 2016. Apparently, did damage to the roof. In there, some. 
and it's it's been a couple of years, but they're finally getting around to fixing it. Now, what the else? What the other thing is they need to get around to fixing is Disco Yeti. And everybody said, "Preach!" So, <laughs> preach it, brother, preach it. Uh, by the way, are you Polynesian? No, I know. Are you? Uh, no, I'm not either. If you are, though, there actually is a casting alert going on for the Disney parks. They want some Polynesian dancers. Uh, and they're, they actually got a few different things that they're calling some casting, but they're looking for uh, they're a show that's going to be called Spirit of Aloha. And they're looking for dancers, oh. singers, and actors, but they want classic Hawaiian luau style thing going on. Which, you know, I can see this being maybe a Moana yeah, tie-in or whatever. Sounds like it. But that, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it does. So, uh, I don't know exactly where they're planning to have this. I think this would go very well over in Epcot, but it doesn't say where this is happening. But it does say Walt Disney World. Yes. But uh, So, there's a good chance to audition for this. Uh, there, there's a website, Backstage.com, that you can look for this. I did post this, of course, also to our Neverland Facebook page, which go ahead and hit like. We also have a group that you can join. Uh, the, the, the group can be a little bit more interactive, but the, I mainly post articles to the fan page. Also, keep an eye on our Twitter, at NeverlandPCast, because I do share a lot of stuff onto the Twitter feed as well. So make sure you're following us there. And while you're there, by the way, uh, I'll go to Patreon.com and find us and uh, become a donor, because we could use some donors, because donors get exclusives and get ad-free episodes. But moving right along, that is every little bit of news that I dug up today, or this week, and not today. I've, I've been pulling it up all week, if you see on Facebook, but that's all I've got to tell you today. So, let us move right along. This is your Neverland Story Time. You can listen along with your MP3 device. You will know it is time to listen when you hear the chime like this. Let's begin now. Alright, so for today's story time, I'm doing something a little bit different. This isn't a storybook, but this is a segment from a cartoon called Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. It was a Saturday morning cartoon, so it might be a little hard to follow, but this was appropriate for what we're going to talk about today. So, enjoy. This is called Clean Gene, and we have a couple of live action segments that go around an actual cartoon segment. Here's Fred Blassie, Mr. Fuji, and Bobby Hina. Gentlemen, what's going on? First of all, it's none of your business what's going on. Every time you report anything about myself, Blassie, or Fuji, you do it one-sided and biased, and we're not going to do any interviews with you. We're getting out of here. Let's come on. Wait a minute, gentlemen. Just a second. Hold on. Gentlemen, please. Hey, hey, Blassie, Fuji, Heenan. Hey, guys, just a minute. Wait a second. Hold on. Wait a minute, Bobby Heenan. I have some very pertinent questions that I want you to address. Blassie, Fuji, just a second, gentlemen. Wait a second. I want to... Hold... Please, wait a minute. Hold on. Gentlemen, there isn't anything that Bean Gene won't do to get his story. Peaceful lunch. Uncle and you wimp, we want to talk to you. Well, Mr. Piper, Iron Sheik, as I'm sure you can see, I'm having lunch right now. Perhaps later. You're always saying good things about that stupid Hogan and bad things about us. Yes, for very good reasons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'd like to have my lunch. How about starting with a nice piece of pie? Good idea, Piper. 
one pie to fifty. Hulk Hogan, am I glad to see you? That's my friend you're holding. Oh. Ha! He's only big joke. No harm done. See? When it comes to big jokes, Andre knows what's funny. <laughs> Get out of here, Roddy. They've got us outnumbered. All right, but this isn't over yet. We'll get you, Wimp, and you too, Hogan. Special today, turkey. <laughs> well, that's the truth. I hear you're heading for Canada to announce a big match, Mean Gene. I sure am, Hulk. But to tell the truth, I wish I wasn't. How come, Mr. Okerlund? Well, Hillbilly, I just bought a house here, and it needs a lot of cleaning before I can move in. Only seven plates today, Andre? I'm not too hungry. Dealing with Rowdy Rowdy and that sneaky sheet could kill anybody's appetite. Almost anybody. Where is your new house, Mean Gene? Up in the hills, 538 Canyon Drive. Lovely place. I've been saving for it for years. Here you go, Clotilde. Did you see that, wrestling fans? You gonna have a get-down housewarming party, Mean Gene? I sure am. Just as soon as I can get the place cleaned up. And I want to invite you all. Have a good one, Mean Gene. So long, everyone. So you know, dudes, it would be a heavy-duty surprise for Mean Gene if we had his house all clean for him when he got back. We know where it is. Then let's boogie on over there and do it. Arriba! Hmm. Rowdy Roddy will be very interested in this. This is it. 538 Canyon Drive. Nice house. Big, too. I see what Mean Gene meant by a lot of cleaning. Ain't no bigger than my Uncle Elmer's barn, and I used to clean that in a jiffy. Course, that was a different kind of dirty. How do we get in, Hulk? No problem, brother. As long as I got my good old junkyard skeleton key with me. This is the place, and Hogan is already here. This place doesn't look so dirty to me. Swamps don't look dirty to you, Captain Lou. Andre, you and Superfly take the living room. Captain Lou, you and Wendy clean the kitchen. The rest of us will spread out and do the other rooms. Get that open, Big John. No problem. After you, Comrade Mullah. Stud, you baby brain! Gee, Roddy, it's not my fault the wimp has a pool. I think I'd better clean out the refrigerator first. Oh, no, you don't. You wash the floor. I'll take care of those dishes. I'll check out the other rooms, Hulk. Duck! Where's Roddy? No! You idiots! You jerks! You! Mm, mm, mm. And another one cleans the dust. Look out! Maybe we should split up, Roddy. Great idea. Jump yard, everybody! You must 
have been more dirt in here than we figured. I think that thing's gonna... <laughs> Looks like we've got more work to do than we planned, amigos. Now look, dudes, we've got to be a little more careful here. I'll say, this house is dirtier now than when we started. If you ask me, this joint is jinxed. Or haunted. I could swear I keep hearing laughter. You've been reading too many comic books, Tito. Now let's go back to work and remember, be careful. There. This will fix those boobies good. Comrade Chick, Hogan's coming. Quick, in here, Nikolai! Now to give these floors a good shine. so I thought I'd come up here and start my house cleaning. We got your house clean for you, Oakland. We got it real clean. <laughs> this time we are winners and you are losers, Gene Means. <laughs> I don't get it, Hulk. Why would Rowdy Roddy wreck this house? To get back at you and us. See, we were going to surprise you by having it all cleaned up when you got back. But these sneaky dudes sabotaged us. That's right. So how do you like that riff? But this isn't my house. That's my house. But you said 538 Canyon Drive. Did I? Oh, well, I meant 583 Canyon Drive. But whose house did Piper wreck? Mine. Hulk, this is my neighbor, Police Chief Walker. <gasps> Police Chief? I think we make a little mistake, Roddy. Oak, I want you to know I appreciate what you're trying to do for me. We can still do it, Mean Gene. Now that Piper's out of our hair, we can get your new place cleaned up real nice. If it's all the same to you, Hulk, I uh, think I'd rather do it myself. Mean Gene here telling you... How much I enjoy covering the great... Apparently I had the hiccups. Covering the great superstars of professional wrestling, including Tito Santana and a host of others. Tito Santana, I've got the... I see you've got the hiccups. I, I, I've got something that'll cure your temporary condition here. How about a sip of water? Perhaps I'll try anything. That should do it. That should take care of them. It'll work, Tito. Sorry, I believe I still have work. the hiccups. How about try holding your breath for a second, Gene, or, or two? Sorry, Tito, that didn't work either. It didn't work either? I don't know what to well, say. I've got, I apologize. Uh, this is this should work for sure. How about breathing into the paper sack? Tito, I don't know what to do. I've got one less desperate measure to take. It'll cure my hiccups. It, it'll cure your hiccups. <laughs> oh no! I'll be cured forever. To Disney and beyond. Oh! 
Now, I was actually first introduced to a lot of these wrestlers through the rock and wrestling cartoon. Same here. So, as I started watching that, and then Saturday mornings, they started actually showing some wrestling stuff. Yes, absolutely. And that's where we first saw Mean Gene Okerlund. Yes. Who was basically like the Howard Cosell of wrestling. Oh, yes. So he was always having to stand there for, and, and I, I prefer the way they used to do it compared, I mean, because now they go out in the middle of the ring and they do their promos. Yeah. But it used to be there was all a backstage thing. And the color, the characters were a lot more colorful. Yeah. So you'd have straight laced Gene Okerlund who's mm-hmm. trying to go like he's doing a professional job, and he'll have these over the top wrestling characters that he's having an interview, and he's trying to keep a straight face. Give me a break. Exactly. <laughs> he was great. He uh, really was. He was, was so the, much fun. He was what made wrestling for me. He was kind of what made it fun. I mean, of course, my favorites like Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, uh, you know, all of them. Rotto Man, Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. But you had all these great characters, and there he was. He was the one that could could make it, I don't know if you want to say believable. Yeah. But he was putting a little bit of truthfulness to it. Yeah, because he, he was like the regular, he was like being a sports reporter. Yeah. And you do have some of that once in a while now. Like, mm-hmm. you'll be in the backstage, and you have some people who try to be a little bit of realistic. But you don't have it like then. Yeah. You, know, you know, you just have a few people like that nowadays. But, yeah, Mean Gene back then. He was the one that brings some realism to it, so to speak. That's why he would say some of the same things like, give me a break, and uh, I can't believe this, he'd say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I yeah. miss those things. Uh, and he was always trying to maintain like this like this dignified area. Yeah. When he'd have somebody going completely nuts. Are you kidding me? <laughs> exactly. And that, and he had to keep a straight face. And sometimes he was able to kind of cut up and joke around like with Roddy Piper. Yeah. Uh, they would. They had a lot of fun together. Yeah. Uh, but it, that was the thing. He, he was presenting it as if it's like a real actual thing. And it was part of his job. He would announce where they were going to be, what cities they were going to be on what dates and what matches were going to be there. So he was doing like this full professional job. But then he'd have to try to go and do an interview, whatever, as a wrestler. And basically, they're just cutting a promo about an upcoming match. And the craziness would ensue. And I have some clips. Yeah. And so I want to show you some of these clips. Okay. And uh, then we'll talk about some of them. The ultimate warrior. Take a gene. All right, I thank you very much, Vince McMahon. I've got to pose some of the questions to you, Ultimate Warrior, that Vince just discussed with the World Wrestling Federation champion, Hulk Hogan. First of all, what happened tonight? Ultimate Warrior. What happened tonight was already written, Hulk Hogan. It was written a long time ago when the warriors that came before me and you Yes, I'll do it. Now, what we must do is beyond us, Hulk Hogan. I stood with my back to you, Hulk Hogan. And I knew you would not come. But, Hulk Hogan, when I looked into your eyes, I saw walls. Walls filled with fear. Fear that ran thick through you, Hulk Hogan, at Royal Rumble. I needed no friends. I needed no partners. Every man stands by himself like the ultimate warrior. Always has! But Hulk Hogan, you still do not understand. You still have mistrust. I need not your protection, Hulk Hogan. Look on the wall of the Joe Lewis Arena. The warriors that could not come have attached themselves to the outer structure, Hulk Hogan. They're seeping through, dealing me, feeding me with the power to survive. They ride on my back for my protection. I need not you, Hulk Hogan. And if you look closer, you will notice red and yellow, the colors of Hulkamania, Hulkamaniacs that are questioning do you have, Hulk Hogan, what it takes to be the most powerful force in the entire universe? Hulk Hogan, look at me, Hulk Hogan. Look at me! Please. Without the paint, Hulk Hogan, the desire to withstand the pain and give you the utmost in battle and combat at WrestleMania 6 still stands, Hulk Hogan. I get the impression that we've got a loose cannon on our hands, ladies and gentlemen, with the Ultimate Warrior. We're going to be back with James Buster Douglas right after this. 
So yes, that's with the Ultimate Warrior going completely nuts behind him and Mean Gene trying to maintain his, you know, presence of being a sportscaster. Meanwhile, Hulk Hogan. He sounds like what a horn. <laughs> so that was Mean Gene's talent is he could keep it and keep a bit of a bit of sensibility when this guy is completely nuts. Uh, that's why we love the Ultimate Warrior because he was nuts. He was off his nuts. Was, I do love him. Yeah, that's why we loved it. So and then Mean Gene and then we like, oh, oh my goodness when he would react like oh, what in the world? What in the world? <laughs> he would just react. And then even when he's trying to you know end the segment, Warriors behind him still going oh. Uh, <laughs> that's part of what made him awesome is that he could keep straight faced and he would maybe adjust his collar like oh my goodness you know a little bit what in the world and you know? he, he would look at us and he would break that <laughs> fourth wall because he could do that <laughs> that's part of his job he'd break the fourth wall and give us a look like are you serious <laughs> like, like, are you seeing what I'm seeing yeah kind of looking at us and saying are you in on the joke yeah, are you know the joke like I am? <laughs> oh, oh! But sometimes, sometimes you have somebody who's just really fun on the mic. Yeah, and they do weird things with candy. Wow, take it away! And unbelievable, right there. What are you, head waiter? Huh? Don't unbelievable things I happen. Could be. Now here's what it goes. Tito Santana, 1986. Hulk Hogan, 1986. Winning the belts from you is going to be easier than... Hold this. Taking candy away from a baby. Unbelievable. I could take all the candy and pour it on your head right now. But I ain't gonna. I'm gonna pour it over mine. Because I ain't got no dignity. No, I don't. Not when it comes to winning a World Heavyweight Championship belt. Aren't I something, man? Did you see me out here putting candy on my head? Hey, ma macho man. Macho. Right there. Macho okay, man. Okay, yeah. Elizabeth has been a, and a big part of your success. Yeah. Certainly, she is a, a very attractive addition to the World Wrestling Federation. You give her a lot of credit, do you not? Why shouldn't I put candy on your head right now? But I could take it right behind myself and throw it right on Elizabeth. Or I can take these glasses and smash them against don't, my head. Don't, don't. Show the intensity that I want. The World Heavyweight Championship belt. Elizabeth, get out of here right now. Get out of here. How can you dismiss her like that? I Rangers? dismiss her like I'm dismissing Hulk Hogan, yeah. Hulk Hogan, man, understand? that the belt will fall in 86. The World Heavyweight Championship belt will fall in 1986. Now, is that a prediction or is that a That's promise? That's a promise, yes it is. And I promise to you, the public out there, that you'll have a champion that you can be proud of, the world's greatest athlete. Ask Tito Santana what he is. He's a stepping stone to the World Heavyweight Championship belt. And I guarantee you, Elizabeth, and anybody out there, don't bet against the macho man. Not this year. No. Thank you, Randy Savage. Randy Savage certainly has eyes for the heavyweight. All right, so that is just one of several times I saw him with Macho Man. Oh, really? He's even got the great thing of talking about being the cream rice in the top, and he's almost doing sleight of hand. He keeps popping up these coffee creamers, the Mean yes, Gene, he, and puts one in Mean Gene's pocket and stuff. Macho Man was a genius. Uh, Gene, mean Gene and him were so good playing off each other. Oh, yeah. They were so good. And the funny thing is, and this wasn't in the clip that we just watched, but there was another one I watched where Macho Man, if you're familiar with him, he would do his turnaround thing. Yeah. And he would spin. And you'd watch Mean Gene trying to follow him with the mic, and he'd come around behind him, and then he'd have to walk around because Macho Man was spinning in place. Ooh. Spinning in place. Oh, yeah. Try to follow me. The impossible. <laughs> so, yeah. so watching Mean Gene follow him with this microphone to try to keep it so he could keep talking is the funniest thing, I swear, I've seen in a wrestling thing. Yeah. Great. Uh, it's great just trying to keep up. So it was just funny watching him, you know, interact with these guys. And, and this is, you've got, you know, the Macho Man who's becoming a big star at this time. And he's dumping candy on his own head. And I yeah. love that Macho Man says, like, because I got no dignity. Yeah. And Gene is managing to not bust up laughing despite Elizabeth coming in behind him. And she's she's laughing. She's trying to not laugh. And she thinks it's funny and cute. You can see her give, give Macho Man a little kiss on the cheek because they were actually married at the time. Yeah. Uh, although their wedding not actually. Character. Not in character. Not in character. Characters got married like right before they their actual divorce, which yeah, is sad. Very but sad. But it's just funny because you know, she thought it was funny and cute. He's dumping candy over his own head. Yeah, 
Yeah. And Mean Gene is just maintaining and being a professional sports reporter. I don't know how he did it. I really don't. I don't know either because that, that cracks me up. Yeah. So. I love him. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Gino Canada here with the brand new World Wrestling Federation champion, Hulk Hogan. You proved it to thousands and thousands of fans, not only here tonight in Madison Square Garden, but throughout the wrestling world. You know some meeting, they proved it to themselves. All I asked was for the whole WWE to stand behind the holster. And I told him I'd bring it home for the USA. You know some meeting, it is the dream of a lifetime, Daddy. Oh. And you know something? I can't imagine this is like going to the mountaintop a thousand times over. I feel the energy. Hulkamania is running worldwide. And it just turns me on me, Gene. And I felt every one of those 25, 30 plus thousand people with me standing behind me all the way. And it felt great. Well, you have arrived, Hulk Hogan. I've never seen anything as beautiful as this, me, Gene. This belt is part of yours, too. It's everybody out there. That's nice of you. I'm really proud of you. And you are a good wrestler. Oh, the champagne is blowing. Ivan Putski. Hey, I'm proud of you, Jack. Very good, Hulk. Can you win? Super Monday at the Garden with the new heavyweight champion, Hulk. All right, so I'd say he's most famous sometimes with his times with Hulk Hogan. Yes. That's where Hulk Hogan became the champion right yes, there. Yes, absolutely. He beat the Iron Cheek. Absolutely. And That's, Hogan is spitting it as he speaks, and, yeah. and Mean Gene's trying to, like, not get spit on. Yeah, of course, he's all sweaty and full. That's one of the greatest moments. That's one of my favorite moments. Very yeah. Favorite moments. <laughs> and then Andre the Giant shows up, dumps champagne on him. Mean Gene's trying to not get champagne. Yeah. But somebody comes up behind Mean Gene and dumps champagne on him anyway. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. You know who that was? I'm very that was, proud that was of the you. Rock's dad. It was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Rocky, yeah. I know that guy looked familiar, but yeah, I couldn't think of it. That was, the that was the Rock's dad. Yeah, wow. That was Rocky. So this yeah. is like the, the difficulty is doing the job where he's trying to be professional and you got, it's just chaos and craziness yeah. going on and he's maintaining. Yeah. Uh, we, I forgot to even go and talk about some of his history because he was part of that. Mean Gene, he was with AWA. That's that. Him and Hogan got to know each other there. And AWA. They and plus Jesse came, the Body Ventura. Ventura. Now here's a story I got to tell you real quick before I forget that I was going to tell the story. So... Jesse Ventura, part of his gimmick, when he would interview with, with Gene, and he would just call him Okerlund at the time, and he, but he was always name-dropping some rock star that he was supposed to be hanging around with. One time he comes up to Gene, and he says, well, I was just hanging around with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, great one, yeah. And, well, you do know who that is. And Gene says, isn't he a race car driver? <laughs> Thinking of Richard Petty. Richard Petty. And at this moment, Jesse Ventura says, that's mean, Gene. There you go. And it stuck. And that's how he became mean, Gene. Although I've heard also in the same story when Gene was telling that, he never liked being called mean, Gene. But he used it and even started as like his restaurant chain as mean, Gene. But that's where that comes from is the days with AWA and Jesse the Body Ventura gave him that. Yeah, he'd walk around as mean, Gene and AWA. He had that red coat. Yes. And him and Hogan both came over to WWF because it was three of us at the time in the early, early, early 80s and throughout the 70s. Uh, they came over like in, I think it was 80, 81. They came over around the exact same time. Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty all came around shortly after that. Well, theirs was the early 80s, like 84, 85, yeah. 86. Anyway, they, but they all worked at AWA around the same time. And uh, that all happened as at Ultimate Warrior and a couple others uh, is, is Sting as a tag team. Yeah. But they all came, they all worked in AWA and together. But Shawn, I mean, Shawn, I mean, hello. I'm going to say uh, Mean Gene and Hogan came around the exact same time yeah. over to WWWF. And then when they uh, was over there uh, at WWF, when they both kind of helped each other, because boys, you can see yeah. Gene and Hogan, boom, they they both just they went, launched it, launched it. Yeah, that's when wrestling really hit its stride. Man. Yeah, on which real quick, there is a Disney connection you had mentioned, which yes. I think I know what you're talking about because WCW, when Mean yes. Gene was working over there, actually filmed over in the Hollywood Studios yes. area at Walt Disney World back when they were trying to make programs Absolutely. over there. Absolutely. Whenever Hogan went to WCW, the big interview when Hogan was saying, "I'm going to WCW," 
you can see this MGM emblem behind <laughs> them. You see, because uh, that's what they were called MGM. Yeah, Studios. MGM's Universal, or no, not Universal, MGM Hollywood Studio theme park. Yeah, 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 MGM Studios. And you can see Hulk Hogan being interviewed, and that's when Mean Gene was there too. And of course, Jimmy Hart uh, yeah. was there because he's always with Hogan. Right. And there you saw Hogan there being interviewed, and Mean Gene came with him, and a few others. And it was a big deal. So there you go. There's the connection. The Disney There's a connection. connection. And we're going to get to something that's connected to that connection. But I have more stuff with Gene and Hogan that I have to share. In fact, they were actually in a tag team match yes. together. Yes, That happened, uh, I think, like Minneapolis. And they had this segment that they filmed of them training together. And it's a riot. Uh, so I'm going to play the audio for you right now. Oh, mean Gene, oh. what are you doing? You're supposed to meet me out front. It's five in the morning, man. Oh, come on. It's five o'clock in the morning. Where are we going to go at this That's hour? exactly what we said. The workout start five o'clock. What are you doing with that smoke boiling in my face? My God, what is this, Gino? Well, Hulk, I, I, I'm getting ready for breakfast here. I'm going to have some pancakes, a couple of eggs, some bacon before I work out. I'm just having a cigar. Hey, we're going to start out on the right foot. Get that coffee out of your mouth. We're going to start out on the right foot. I'll make you breakfast. Just stay right there. Now, Mean Gene, just listen to me. Forget the, the cigars, the coffee, the bacon and eggs, and especially those blueberry pancakes. Get me a couple glasses wherever they're at. Just get me a couple to. glasses, and I'll make you breakfast right now, Gene. What do you got in mind here, Hulk? Oh, I got something that'll keep you going all day long, Daddy. Don't worry about a thing, brother. Just don't worry about You have got to be kidding me. No carbs, no fat, nothing but pure protein, bro. You know, this is the eye of the Hulkster, man. you got to get your head right. Hulk, not raw eggs. Oh, that's Come what on. I this is the only way to go, Mean Gene. You're in strict training. We gotta watch your diet. We gotta make sure you don't get overloaded with all those carbohydrates, and especially that nasty cigar I saw you smoking, Mean Gene. Boy, We're gonna... I don't. I... Look, the best protein you can get. We're gonna do this four times a day. Just watch me, Mean Gene. Just watch how easy it goes down, and then you're next, brother. This is how we start the day. Every morning and every two hours, we do the same thing. Oh, no, Hulk, I couldn't. There's not a better way to go. Come on, Mean Gene. You're already late. I was here at 5 in the morning, man. You're sitting there sucking on a cigar and drinking that coffee. Get your head right, man. You made a promise to me and all the people around the Twin Cities and the Upper Wisconsin area. So get it together, man. Let's do it. Well, I'll tell you, Hulk. I, I really, I, I'm afraid. I saw you just woof it down. I'm afraid I'd lose it. Now, I've made a commitment to you. I've made a commitment to the people yeah. of the Twin Cities. Well, the thing is, we, hold on. If you're going to lose it, if you I, can't I have it, we got to run. we got to run a couple miles right now. But as soon as the sun comes Two miles. Up, a couple miles. Before that's the right. sun's even That's up. right, Mean Gene. I don't want you to lose it out there, Daddy, because we're just getting started. I'll take care of business. When we get back, I'll make a couple more shakes for you, okay? Oh, my. Let's do it, man. You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. So I've not gotten to see that match, but they had a match in St. Paul tag team. Yes. And this training thing, and by the way, because they don't mention it, it's it's raw eggs there at the beginning that Hulk Hogan makes for him to have for yes. breakfast. <laughs> and Gene's just looking at it like he's turning green, just you looking and watching. Gotta the Hulk. be kidding me! Give me a break! <laughs> Hulk just downs him, and Gene's looking at this like turning green, like uh, I I don't know if I can keep this down. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Uh, One of the so classic funny. moments, and I did see that match. Oh, and at the end, it. Hogan, you know, he brings him in, and he kind of makes him do th all he really does is throw him on top while Hogan's done all the work, <laughs> and Gene gets to do the pin. That's basically it. But uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I don't now. mean to rent it for you, but they win. <laughs> yeah, they win obviously. I mean, because because it's Hulk Hogan, he rarely ever lost back in the yeah. day. But then. Then one fateful day, oh yes, something happened over at WCW that actually launched WCW for 86 weeks. They were actually bigger than the WWF back in the 90s. Excuse me. Excuse me. What in the world are you thinking? Me, Gene, the first thing you need to do is to tell these people to shut up if you want to hear what I got to say. with you for so many years for you to join up with the likes of these two men absolutely makes me sick to my stomach and I think that these people here and a lot of other people around the world have had just about enough of this man this man and you want to put yourself in this group you've got to be kidding me 
Well, the first thing you gotta realize, brother, is this right here is the future of wrestling. You can call this the new world order of wrestling, brother. These two men right here came from a great big organization up north, and everybody was wondering who the third man was. Well, who knows more about that organization than me, brother? I've been there, I've done that. You have made the wrong decision, in my opinion. Well, let me tell you something. I made that organization a monster. I made people rich up there. I made the people that ran that organization rich up there, brother. And when it all came to pass, the name Hulk Hogan, the man Hulk Hogan, got bigger than the whole organization, brother. And then billionaire Ted, amigo, he wanted to talk turkey with Hulk Hogan. Well, billionaire Ted promised me movies, brother. Billionaire Ted promised me millions of dollars. And billionaire Ted promised me world caliber matches. And as far as billionaire Ted goes, Eric Bischoff and the whole WCW goes, I'm bored, brother. That's why these two guys here, the so-called outsiders, these are the men I want as my friends. They're the new blood of professional wrestling, brother. And not only are we gonna take over the whole wrestling business with Hulk Hogan and the new blood, the monsters with me, we will destroy everything in our path, Mean Gene. Look at all of this crap in this ring. This is what's in the future for you if you wanna hang around the likes of this man Hall and this man Nat. As far as I'm concerned, all of this crap in the ring represents these fans out here. For two years, brother, for two years, I held my head high. I did everything for the charities. I did everything for the kids. And the reception I got when I came out here, you fans can stick it, brother. Because if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, you people wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff would be still selling meat from a truck in Minneapolis. And if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, all these Johnny-come-latelys that you see out here, wrestling wouldn't be here. I was selling out the world, brother, while they were bumming gas to put in their car to get to high school. So the way it is now, brother, with Hulk Hogan and the New World Organization of Wrestling, brother, me and the New Blood by my side, what you gonna do when the New World Organization runs wild on you? What you gonna do? What are you hey, gonna don't do? don't touch me, I'm gonna free the lawyers. So in the biggest heel turn in wrestling history, Hulk Hogan comes out to support the outsiders, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, yes. and launches the NWO, New yes. World Order, which dominated the Monday Night Wars. Absolutely. And even though I wasn't watching WCW at the time, I was over watching the Attitude Era. I was watching some. So. Yeah. Which, but, ironically, I, I just happened to wear an NWO shirt at the moment, and, and I just... I just wasn't even thinking about it. <laughs> I, I had no idea. I just happened to put it on. This also was the rebranding of Sting when he came out with his yes. crow makeup and everything. Yeah. And so, yeah, around about that time, yeah. I mean, they, they made this was like the biggest thing because the NWO just kept growing and getting bigger, and then Goldberg would show up. And so, I mean, they they really had some good stuff that launched right at that heel turn. And once again, Gene is there at the pivot moment in history. Yeah. Uh, and even I love his bits like, "Don't touch me! I got a fleet of lawyers." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but you can. Just see the disgust on Gene's face as he's talking to Hulk Hogan, who's supposed to have been his friend for all these years, and like you've sided with these horrible people. And that's right. Oh, uh, it was just great. Uh, Gene's great. He helped tell the story, and that's even after all that, was. he continued to come back when they'd have special yeah. nights. He was always there. Everybody loved him. 
Yeah. Everybody loves him. And he will be missed. 76 years old. Uh, drink your root beer to you. Yeah. We love you, Mean Gene. Always have, always will. Yeah. Uh, but I guess that's a good place. I had other clips I to go through, but uh, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Because, I mean, we've the Macho Man Cream in the Crop bit was funny. Yeah. I've also got a great bit from Saturday Night's main event that I found where George the Animal Steel is wandered around the Detroit Zoo with Mean Gene. Yes. And don't forget, he was a singer. That's right. Uh, and we'll get a little bit of a clip of that as we fade out. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official Lost Boy or Pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander. Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash Neverland Podcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you.